Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sandra! Sandra! Yeah, what's up? You hear that? You hear that? That's the rain. It's the rain of the nothing. Oh. I'm about to be eaten by the nothing. Quick! We need a convoluted way to start this podcast so that we can get to the end of it so that once we complete this, it will boost the imagination of, of like, people. I'm not sure. The story's a little convoluted in that manner. Oh, sorry. I fell asleep does... for a second. Oh, you fell asleep? I fell asleep. It's probably the rain. And uh... No, I think it was just um, yeah? you trying to explain the never-ending yeah. story. <laughs> Except in a medium of a podcast, yeah. Speaking yeah. of a podcast, welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, uh, the show where we review movies from 1984 and the rain only gets louder. <laughs> um, this week, we're reviewing The Never Ending Story. Uh, the Never Ending uh, Story. Boo. Rain, could you please go away? You're That's ruining true. the audio. I think um, you're welcome. The existence of that song ruined the audio. At that, I like the song. I'll say that much. Yeah, it's that a good song, song. That song just gets me every time. It's it's in my head, you know. Oh yeah, you're Zach. I'm Sandra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I did say your name. I didn't say my name though. <laughs> you did. I, I, Zach, need need to stop the nothing that is consuming me, which is causing all this goddamn rain. Apparently. Yeah. God, I hate that nothing. What did you think of the never-ending... Well, actually, first, what's Mm. your backstory with this? You've seen this movie before. Right, yes. I saw it as a child, and I liked it. And then I saw it as a child again, and I liked it. Wow. I saw this a lot when I was a child. It was one Mm. of those... We had it as a DVD, or it may have been VHS. Mm. I don't know. Because it was at my grandma's. Ah. And she had a collection of DVDs. That was one, and I've seen it like three or four times, so... Nice. I hadn't seen it in a long time, though, now. And so it was good to come back and um, watch it again. Sandro, what are your thoughts? I saw this when I was very young, and I went, I hate this. This is really bad. (laughs) This is great. We're coming from childhood, I was like, wow, this movie's great. And you're coming from childhood, this is a piece of shit. I absolutely hated it. (laughs) And I still do. It's a bad movie. (laughs) That's so funny. You are like the nothingness. You're just like, yeah, I hate this. Ah, creeping in. And I'm like, no, we got to save Fantasia. A trail. Falcor. Oh, God. Yeah. I was kind of expecting to like it because a lot of films that I didn't like when I was younger, (laughs) stuff like Labyrinth. Yeah. And Dark Tower. Didn't love that when I was younger, Mm. but I like him now. So I was expecting this to be on that level. Yeah. Uh, But it wasn't. Although I will say, absolutely, I'm going to go straight off the bat. My hatred for children has only increased with the years. So the child acting's, like, not great. I will say it's at least got motivations that make sense. Yes, sometimes. 
What do you mean, sometimes? I mean, the whole ending is ridiculous and could have been solved in a minute and not 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, like, start where the bullies force him in, like, he hides in the shop, mm. and then the guy goes, why don't you just punch him? And he's like, mm. Like, it was a very child response to that. He's like, mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Well, uh, the other option that came out this week was a movie called The Secret of the Selenites, also known as Mood Madness. It's a French animated movie where a guy from the 18th century goes to the moon to find the Fountain of Youth. And that would have been cool. Yeah, no, that does sound interesting. But I guess... Too bad we didn't do that. Never ending story was what we did. And this actually came out last week, July 20th, because it was an alternate option. It is based off a book by a German author called Michael Endy. It's based off a German book. This is actually a German production. This is a German film. It's just in English with English actors, but it is technically a German movie. I I remember in the books, the dragon looked like a cat. What? But they... Yeah, or something. It it looked like a different animal, and then they changed it to a dog. Interesting. Like, the design. I remember looking into that. That's all I remember, though, about, you know, things. Well, this is only the first half of the book as well, Mm. which is interesting. It's directed, co-written by this guy called Wolfgang Peterson. He did a submarine film called Das Boot three years prior. It's pretty good. Das Boot. He also, <laughs> das Boot. He also directed the Harrison Ford film Air Force One and the pandemic movie Outbreak. So he's done some good stuff. Nice. The cast, though. I'm going to have to try and get through these names without laughing. Wow. Barrett Oliver is Bastian Balthazar mm. Bucks. It's <laughs> apparently what? a real person's name. That's his whole Ooh, that's his name. It's Bastian's name. That's Bastian's name? Yep. What's his last name? Bucks. What's his middle name? Balthazar. Balthazar, hell yeah. And he's just a normal kid. Yep. Uh, he, he played Victor Frankenstein in the Frankenweenie short, oh, really? which came out in 1994 as well, which was pr- pretty good. And then in 1995, he was the lead in this sci-fi movie called Daryl, except it's spelled D.A.R.Y.L. Oh, nice. Just so looking it up is a pain in the ass. He got some awards based off that performance, and he currently works as a photographer. Cool. I liked Atreyu more. Uh, the, the the problem being that every time it switched back to him and he'd go, Whoa. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. I, I hated it. So bad. Uh, because that was very unnatural. And that's what made my, like, child acting, like, you know, that vein in the back of my temple or whatever? Just yep. pulsating. I'm like, no. No, that's not what a child would say. No, <laughs> movie. No. Yeah, he was a. Uh, I think because that was so funny that I liked him more mm. than Treyu. Because Atreyu would just kind of had fair. one facial expression for the whole film. Yeah, Atreyu is not really doing anything. I guess. I guess the best act is the princess because she has the least time. Yeah, she's pretty good. But for Atreyu, we have Noah Hathaway. Mm. He plays a character called Boxy in the original Battlestar Galactica show. He's also in a horror film called Troll, where he plays a character called Harry Potter Jr. (laughs) That's great. And then we mentioned her before. Tammy Stronach is uh, the childlike empress or moon child, whichever name you want to do. She hasn't really done anything else on screen, but she does work as a dancer and choreographer. For the adult cast, only one adult's really that notable. His name is Moses Gunn. He plays uh, the empress's servant, Carrion. He was in Firestarter. He was one of the doctors in Firestarter. Yeah, I thought he seemed familiar. 
And then for the voice of Falcor, Gmork, Rockbiter, and the narrator that shows up out of nowhere at the end is Alan Oppenheimer. He hasn't done much, but he was in episodes of Get Smart and Hogan's Heroes. So that's cool. He voices all of them. Cool. <laughs> he's got he's got a good range then. He's I, pretty. I guess so. I like he I like his Falcor. His Falcor is very good. Yeah, like... Falcor, Atreyu. <laughs> <laughs> This has got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 81%, 7 Yeah, point... pretty unanimous across the board <laughs> that it's an 80% film. Yeah, Sandro. people liked it at the time a lot. They like it nowadays as well. I put out a poll on Instagram as well to be like, hey, mm-hmm. is it good? And people said it was good, so people like this movie. Uh, you don't, though. No, it's bad. It's a bad film. <laughs> this cost $27 million. What do you think it made worldwide? What do you think it did? Hmm. It's interesting that they put so much like money into this. It is like the effects are obviously pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to you want to back me up here, but I I'm gonna die on this hill. The effects were pretty great. They're all right. Like the practical effects and stuff. Yeah, they're pretty good. The I'm um, like the whole set design and everything's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. The tower makes no sense. How do you get up there? But it looks cool. Uh, they have an elevator. Ah. The, the Fantasia Vader. <laughs> the Fantasia Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how else would you get up there? Checks out. Well, to be fair, the only time that any of our characters get up there, except for at the very start where a Atreyu is just there, yeah. they always fly. They do always fly. There's the bat guy who flies around on the bat. Mm. He gets up there. And then Atreyu flies there on Falcor. No one else walks. No. Because there's probably like a staircase or something that you have to climb. Anyway, it made like 300 million. Nah. 200. Nah, less than that. 100? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I went into the... I was just hoping it made more. 100's still good, though. It's pretty good. It still made its money back and more. Still made its money back. And like DVD releases, it probably made a heat oh definitely everyone i knew owned the never-ending story the song was everywhere yeah definitely mm. the merch probably would have been crazy oh yeah yeah, yeah. the fame the fortune the yeah. babes the falcors you know yep yeah, falcors getting all them groupies <laughs> yeah. all right let's talk about the movie then in depth and it'll probably yep. never end the never-ending review <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. let's get into it the font Pretty bland. It's just white font yeah. on a black background, but it yeah. looks alright. It's alright. It's nothing to write home about. I mean, I like the. I'm looking at the poster. The poster has some nice little cursive sort of thing. The poster's quite good, actually. Yeah. Aside from the fact you got Blade Rockbiter's face in the background, gross. I'm gonna throw yeah. up. Nah, get it in the foreground. You're right. <laughs> God, I love Rockbiter. We'll get to Fantasia though. First, we got to wade through 15 yep. minutes of Earth. I lots of clouds. There's lots of clouds in the opening. Oh, Don't there are. Get the clouds. Love them. I like I like the clouds and the opening. With the credits and the song. That's only in the American version, is though. It? I watched the German version, and the song wasn't in the movie, and I was like, what? What is this? Really? So it turns out, yeah, the song was made for the American release and not the original German release. That's bizarre. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Very strange. I don't like it. I prefer the song. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the song was a huge success, so mm. it's a shame that they didn't have that in the original German. They hate it in Germany, though. They hear the song, and they go, Ew. They don't, they don't say like a German word or anything. No. They, go, they they use the English "ew." Exactly. Um, but now we've got to get back down to Earth, where we have Yay. a kitchen, mm. 
and an adult man and a child. And dad's like, don't be sad, idiot. Stop drawing horses. Yeah, he's like, oh, you want to get over your sadness? Be a real man. Be a real man. Get a man up. Uh, It'll be tough. Uh, Don't draw horses, you dumbo. Uh, Do better in math. Uh, actually ride the horse when I pay money for riding lessons. I did like the uh, the one shot, though, of them in the kitchen. That was pretty cool. It goes on for a yeah. while. It's just one yeah, long thing. Yeah, it is a bit long, but I think it's it's very natural. Like, the way... I like how natural this movie feels. When it... Obviously not in Fantasia, but, like, the real yeah. world feels more real, where you've got just them, like, standing around, making breakfast. The dad's, like... Looking over at his child, he's clearly concerned. Mm. God, I don't know how to raise this brat. <laughs> horses? Oh, I've been killing horses since I was 13. I don't know how to deal yeah. with this. He likes horses, eh? Well, I can <laughs> get him a horse. Chick, chick. <laughs> um, um, but, but yeah, yeah, I do quite like the intro. I quite like this whole sequence. Yeah, and they've got, got some good chemistry. They don't really have any screen time after this but you know they're pretty good but yeah 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 you know and and it established the fact that he's doing bad at school yeah a uh, little bastion he's doing bad at school because he's too imaginative don't don't be imaginative how, um, how dare you it's the 80s we 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 want people to be tough rough and no imagination zero so he goes to school mm. and uh runs into some bullies so he gets chased by bullies chucked into a bin Yep. Like the piece of garbage he is. Ha ha! Got him. Take that, child. It's okay. Very soon he will get revenge and possibly kill kids <laughs> on a yes. flying dragon. Dragon! Falcor, go eat my bullies. <laughs> Rip their corpses apart. It's quite concerning. The end yep. of this movie raises a lot of questions and we'll get to it. Mm. Anyway, he goes and hides in the bookstore and we meet the worst character in the movie the best character in the movie he makes total sense he's such a jerk what do you mean i've got a what? direct quote here when he's like oh the arcade's down the street kid you hear me sell oh yeah these little rectangular super, objects he's a, he's a huge boomer he's absolutely the worst <laughs> what do you mean he's just a boomer and then like bastion's like but i read books and he's like well, well now i think you're interesting and then he's like no, I've read all these novels, and he lists like uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. What's the the one killing the whale? Ah, oh, Moby. Moby Penis. Nah, it's a good book. It's a great book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I read a different version of the book. And then he's like, "But what are you reading, book reader?" And he's like, "I'm reading a, a book. It's very unsafe. It's an unsafe yeah, it's book. A dangerous book." Yes. And he's like, what? How can a book be dangerous? And he's like, have you ever been all these cool characters in this book? And he's like, yeah. Well, then, were you scared when they were about to die? And he was like, no. And he's like, exactly. Your books are safe. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, dude. Who is this guy? He's a bookstore What is his deal? Where did he get this book from? Does the never-ending story change based off who's reading it? Uh, Is it like Jumanji, except a book? Yeah, I would think so. I think that maybe the, like, book might have told him that this kid was coming in, and so the guy tested him. I don't know. Uh, I don't have anything for you, man. Hmm. Like, for each different person who reads it, it's a different story, because it's about them. Yeah. See, this, Hmm. this is my thing with this movie. There's so much exposition, 
but none of it matters. Mm-hmm. They don't explain what Fantasia is or what the book is, but they explain to you what Rockbiter's backstory is. The, the whole point of the first thing is to exposition for the nothing, the, which is the problem, the villain, nothing. That's 90% of the exposition. It was also just a lot of rocks. So I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I love that. No, no. Boo. All right. So we're going to skip there very quickly. He goes to school, but then he's like, ew, math test. Oh, he stole the book. Yeah, he stole the book. Don't forget it. He stole the book. Although he stole the book, but the guy knew he was going to steal it. So yeah. Yeah. Like the guy clearly like baited the, he's like, nah, don't you worry. You forget about it. You forget about it. But then he's like, oh, I got a phone call. He goes to the phone and then he looks over and he sees the books being taken and he's like, ah, (laughs) take that child. Yeah. Gotcha. Never going to play those rectangle rectangle beep bop devices yes you millennial so bastian yeah goes to school he's like oh, i don't want to learn nothing he sees it's a math test and he's like fuck that so he goes into the attic of a school first of all school having an attic weird idea second of yeah. all y- y- the, it wouldn't be open school schools can have an attic well it's not open there's an emergency key on the wall um like in a glass case but the glass case is already being broken it's a very familiar action. This is the thing I like. It, like, didn't explain this to you. It showed you that it. he was very adept at getting into the addict. Yes. Which is, like, clearly he's been here before and he uses this as, like, a hideaway. Yes. Which yes. I, I quite like this part because it. a lot of movies would have, like, explained that to you or something nowadays, which is really annoying. Yeah. D- show, show, don't tell. So yeah, he goes into uh, the attic and he starts reading. He opens up the book mm. and is like, what? what is this? Let's have a look. Opens up the book and then he's like, uh, oh, there's a couple of characters in a, in a spooky forest. Ooh. But then there's a big crashing sound. And then uh, these, these couple of guys around a campfire are like, uh... And then a giant, like, steamroller comes rolling in and they're like, ah! And then they start running around, not in any direction particularly. No, they run back and forth. Just in circles. It's the Prometheus thing again. Run out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Just just run to the left or right. You'd be right. You'd be totally fine. Yeah. Although I guess these characters are stupid, so... Yep, that that they are. I think that they're only chosen for this mission because they're fast. Like, one of them knows how... Is a race driver, yep. so he's just stupid. And one of them can ride a bat. And I think that was their qualities for being hired for this mission exactly so one of them is a goblin one of them's like a steampunk dude steampunk snail rider steampunk snail rider who was probably my favorite he was all right i didn't yeah, mind he's him great the giant thing crashing through the thing is a, it's like a roller yeah controlled by rockbiter yep. and rockbiter's like my family my, my village is dead oh give me some rocks yum yum i yum. have a family and a child you can see it in the television show <laughs> Yum yum yum! I'm gonna eat rocks. And then he's like, and then he's like, oh, I see why you uh, chose this campsite. Oh, do you mind if I just munch down on some of these limestones? Limestone. I uh, really don't like him. (laughs) I would. He's great. He comes. He sits down. He's like, can I have some rocks? He eats some rocks. The problem is he doesn't know how to eat rocks and like half of it just goes flying everywhere. And so the people down below him have to dodge these boulder sized crumbs. I'm just raining down from the sky. 
and then they all talk about how uh, they're from these distant lands, and the nothingness is yeah. like eating up everything. It's eating up everything. Who would buy a rock biter toy? I'm just really angry about rock biter. I think it's stupid. <laughs> Why do you hate rock biter so much? It's the worst. I would buy a rock biter toy. Why do you hate rock biter so much? It's just bad. He burps a lot. I'm just like, this isn't funny. Oh yeah, no, the uh, the burp uh, burps are hilarious. What do you mean? And uh, body body humor is uh, a classic. I just kind of hated this whole scene. I was like, I get it. I get it. Move on. This is bad stuff. It's just stuff. a bit of exposition. And it's done better than a lot of other exposition. It's not like a narrator. It's just these characters talking about who they are. And it's like, oh, who are you? Oh, well, I'm this from the, the west side. And we're also being eaten by the nothing. And he's from the, the north. And he's being eaten by the nothing. Oh my god, we're all being eaten. Quick, we've got to go to the tower. I would have preferred, um... In a world that's been eaten... It's the queen! See? It's three seconds. Yep. Gets it over and done with. That's terrible. What? In a world! What do you mean? I don't know what you just said. You, a world that's being eaten, there's a queen. Yeah. Is that your explanation? <laughs> the opening would have been like, In a world where nothing is eating everything, here's the queen! Wow. <laughs> that's the whole intro. That's, that sounds awful. <laughs> we wouldn't need... To spend millions of dollars on the, d- the design of these characters. <laughs> Why do you hated this movie? Because this scene's great. I wrote down this note that says, Strong wind, the nothing, mm. tears some trees up, and I'm surprised it isn't a fart joke. <laughs> what? It happens. Like, this strong what? wind comes passing <laughs> through this forest and some trees get torn up, and I thought, oh, a rock bite has farted. And then, no, it's like, it's <laughs> You're nothing. ruining this movie. You're the problem, Sandro. You're ruining this movie without the movie trying. To be fair, you would expect that from a bad movie. You would expect that. Which is why it doesn't do that. Because that would be bad. Um, There's some wide shots of Fantasia, which look good, but at the same time I kept thinking, ah, Dark Crystal's just better. But Fantasia is a... Is a pretty yeah. When does cool Dark world. Crystal? Dark Crystal is nineteen eighty two. Because they they made a new new stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's the new one. Um, but the old one, like, it looks amazing. The world is so well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old puppeteering and other stuff. Yeah, I think I I I quite like the art design. I especially love the tower because mm. they spent a lot of time designing it. Like, it's very cool. Uh, they get to the Empress's palace. I love the design of these. Um... Oh, the aristocrats. Yeah. yeah, the aristocrats are cool. Especially the grey, like, stone heads in a chair mm. with, like, their tiny body that's Yeah, there down. were so many cool designs that were just randomly thrown in. Yeah. It's, like, all to do with heads as well, which is great. So you've got these, like, giant head ones. You've got lots of different types of multi-headed ones. Mm-hmm. Just, like, different types. So there was, like, three-headed ones, which was one head, but they have three faces. Ones with, like, a split in the middle and two faces looking sort of diagonally out. Yeah. Because, of course, all the aristocrats are two-faced, you know? They're, yeah. They're got big, big heads. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a euphemism, and it's well done. Yeah, it's cool. Then Carrion comes out, and he says, Oh, look, guys, um, I'm sorry to say this. Empress, very sick. You thought that you could ask her for help? Nah, nah, she's dying. And, get this, she's linked to nothing. But wait a second. Purple buffalo people have a kid mm. with a dumb name that could probably help us out. He's our only hope, kind of like Luke in Star Wars. I'm going to get him in here. It's going to save the world. That was exactly the scene. I was going to criticize you, 
after all of that, but you actually got, just did the, the entire scene. Yep. Yeah, and then the, all the aristocrats are like, oh, oh no. And then, yeah. uh, then this child shows up. He's like, hey, bitches. <laughs> I love high. I love exactly at that moment, you cut to Bass, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, kid, I can relate to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, I didn't I didn't write down every time it it cut away, but I should have because obviously you'd need to cut away a few times. But I I hated it. I always hated it when it got out of the books to show him. Although it needs to, obviously. But it was just what he said. Yeah, it wasn't natural. Wow. Yeah, because that was very. It felt very unnatural with the rest of it. Yeah, so it turns out this Atreus guy is in the crowd, and he's a kid, and he walks up, and we cut to carry on, basically being like, "You're a boy, bring the real warrior," and he keeps saying this over and over again. He's like, "You're a boy, get out of here." Sorry, how does he say it? I don't think he says it like that. He says it with the Australian. Oh, accent. you're a boy, get out of here! What the fuck are you doing here, mate? Go back to the billabong where you came from. Get out of here, you BB guzzler. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what he says. <laughs> and basically, he says this over and over again until Atreyu turns around, starts to leave, and then he's like, actually, maybe you can help us. Uh, actually, I have literally no alternative, so uh, come on uh, then. I'll give you this... Uh, Magic relic doodad, and you can be on your way, huh? Oh, it's the same one that's on the cover of the book. Wow, no one's ever put on the cover of a book an item that's been in the story. That's never happened before. Why does that surprise Bastion so much? Yeah, no, that, that that's another bit where I was like, dumb. Carrion also says, oh mate, no one can give you any advice. Except for this, you must go alone, and you must leave all your weapons. Mate, yeah. if you can give him advice, say you can give him advice. Yeah, well, no, it was just a roundabout. He's an aristocrat boy, so he'd be used to he, he'd be used to dodging question, doing that that sort of talking, where you're like, I I cannot give out any advice, perhaps except for and that sort of thing, instead of just saying, oh, this is what I would say. Oh, and also, uh, a giant green-eyed wolf is chasing our train. Hell That's yeah! Important. Also, the go- I I'll get into the Gormok, but I don't agree. What is the Gormok's <laughs> freaking motivation? What <laughs> there, anyway. there isn't? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of walking, and I wrote down the note. Oh, I hope this stuck-up horse drowns or something. Mm. Just because I hate the horse. It's the worst character. You've seen this movie before, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, this you. scene is hilarious. No, no, this is so sad. Okay, they're trudging through. I liked them trudging through for a bit. Maybe, maybe they trudge for a little long. I didn't mind it. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I liked how he's like struggling with this marsh. The marsh area looked very cool. Mm. And he like gets covered in mud and all that. It's the the swamp of dread or whatever it's called. Uh, the swamp of ever enclosing sadness yep some stupid name if you let the sadness overtake you you sink yeah so the horse is trudging through this this marshland and gets stuck yep and can't get out so a tree said i wrote down the exact quote because i like i knew this was coming and i knew that this scene Mm -hmm. was quite effective to kids that saw this when they were very young but i couldn't Mm. stop laughing and i don't know why i think it's the way it's written so yeah atreya was like oh artax you're letting the sadness of the swamp get to you you have to move positive yeah you have to care artax i love you 
Ah, tax, you stupid horse, you're gonna move! Yeah, well, he gets <laughs> he gets frustrated because the, the horse is like... It's it's natural, Sandro. That's what I like it, about it. It's, it it's very is natural. the writing is his performance doesn't change. Oh yeah, his no. face doesn't change from he's sad to he's frustrated. It just looks like out of nowhere he's calling the horse a stupid horse, and it's in like one shot. There's like barely a gap in between those two sentences. Yeah, his acting. Look, all the child acting. It's child acting. You can't you can't ask uh, too much from it. But yeah, you get the idea. He goes from like calm, like hey. We're all happy chappies here. Please don't get sad, otherwise you'll sink and die. I just found it. It really took me out of the scene, and I just laughed a lot. Yeah, you at this very serious. Moment. I can imagine that. But yeah, and then he cries. He cries for a bit. Atreyu cries. It's very sad. Then he comes across the Shell Mountain. Yes. Uh, so eventually he comes to the Shell Shell Mountain. It's called Shell Mountain because he climbs up. He's been told that the the Oracle or whatever, the one who can help him out with his his troubles, lives near near Shell Mountain. I wonder what's what's gonna happen. Oh, well, he feels a rumbling, and uh, he he yells out the name of the Oracle. It's like it's like the All Knowing One or something. And he's, like, calling it out, and then, uh, there's a rumbling underneath him, and he, he falls down, and, oh my god, a giant turtle head pops out of Shell Mountain. Whoa. Because it's called Shell Mountain. Yep. Yeah. I hated this. Mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? This scene was so funny. The scene is great. I love this scene. There's some pretty funny stuff in there. I like how the turtle, like, responds to something that Bastion says, and he just freaks out. <laughs> That was pretty funny. <laughs> what, what did he say? I can't remember. I, I think he says, it's a turtle. And then the turtle says, yes, I am a turtle. And Bastion says, whoa. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Child acting. God damn it. There's a bit of that. Yeah. So the turtle is the all-knowing one and uh, explains that they're, ver- they're very... Um... They just don't care. Yeah, they just don't care about anything. They just, it doesn't really care, and he's like... We don't care whether or not we do care. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love that quote. He's like, what? What if you, you don't care about anything? Nothing's gonna kill everything. What are you doing? And he's like, eh, we don't give a crap. That's you. Oh, it sneezes all over him, and I try he's like, do you have a cold? And then the turtle like, says... No, I'm allergic to you. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh. I love the scene. And then he's like, if you really don't care, then you can just tell me it doesn't matter. And the turtle's like, eh, you're a clever one. Because what you need to do is go to the Southern Oracle. Yep. And that's 40,000 miles away. Direct quote from my trio. Oh, but that's so far away. Yep. He says that. <laughs> Yep. In that way. It's great. So he's got to go to the Southern Oracle. We cut back to Bastion and school's out. Yes. And I love this. All the students leave the school and then immediately the lights turn off. Yeah. No, that's very strange that the lights turn off almost instantly. Like no one else would be at at the school at this time. (laughs) It's, yeah. Janitors or like teachers needing to review the test that we literally saw that the movie showed us there was a test yeah someone would surely be there to make sure i don't know a child doesn't get locked inside like bastion perhaps (laughs) we haven't seen all day 
This is not a very well-managed school if the lights turn out as mm. soon as the last student leaves. But anyway, yeah. it is... It is what it is. It is what it is. This is a world where a kid called Bastion Balthazar Bucks can exist. That, that it is. <laughs> Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, so he goes back upstairs and there's some, some spooky attic happening. There is a spooky attic. Okay, the weather outside constantly changes by the way and i don't know if you noticed but it's somewhat jarring yeah i get it i get the 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 idea being that the story seems to have an effect on the weather outside like whenever it gets cold dark and rainy in the book outside it gets like there's a storm but it also like is nighttime but then is daytime sometimes it's just constantly swapping back and forth yeah it is a bit weird that did that did annoy me a little bit. Oh well. He keeps reading, Atreus trudging along, and then out of the heavens comes a giant, hairy, white dragon dog Hell boy. Because yeah. the tray collapses, he's like, hey, yeah. I'm exhausted. But then luck dragon's like, hey, I'm a lucky boy, scoop him up. Yeah, takes him to this place to let him rest. Or recuperate. Atreyu wakes up and is uh, like... Well, no, he tries to sneak off, which is great. I love it. He tries to sneak off and then Falco's like, going somewhere? <laughs> I like his voice. I think he's probably the best yeah. creature voice in the film. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I think there's no doubt his, like, character design, personality and thing. It's all meant to be great. Yeah. And it is. really good. He's like... Although, there is a questionable quote that he says in this scene. I love children. <laughs> well, he doesn't just say it like that. He goes, hey, 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 I love children. Yeah, because they're funny. This was a different time, I guess. Ah, he likes children. He's like, eh, they're funny, they're silly, and irrational sometimes. It's funny. Yeah. His nose... Yeah, his nose is weird. His nose is very I'll strange. Yeah. I, I, like, I was also thinking that. That's very strange that you were also... Th- I guess it's just a strange nose. Mm. But it's, like, not a dog nose. Halfway between a dog and a human nose. Yeah, it's very... It's weird. It makes his... Fa- like, if it was a normal dog nose... Like, or at least more normal, maybe a fluffy dog nose or something. Mm. It, he would look more pleasant, I feel. I think he would. Yeah. I didn't like how he how he winked a lot. He was always winking. And I was going, you're a creepy old dragon dog. Stop winking at kids. He's not creepy. <laughs> All right, maybe he is a little creepy. Uh, no, 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 he's friendly. He's friendly. He likes winking. He's having a good time. He's he's just doing his thing. He goes on the whims. He 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 smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> he like, really does. Like constantly. He's a luck dragon. He's like, man, I feel like some. We- oh look, hey, a patch of growing weed I've just found. Great, <laughs> man, I could really do with a piper. Oh, I found a pipe on the ground. Here we go. Yeah, he is that sort of dog for sure. He is. He is high as a kite ninety percent of the time in the air and <laughs> yeah on trucks. So Trey keeps looking around, and I hated a lot of the weird characters in this movie just because yeah, I thought why they were you annoying. Hate the weird characters. That's just, the whole. <sighs> goddamn point of the movie is these these weird fantasyful creatures because i thought they were try hard and just cringy in this one compared to other films what, these try sort of hard? what do you mean like they were trying too like, hard to be weird they, they weren't letting the character be weird and endearing they were writing it in a way that was weird and then expecting that people would just like them for their weirdness and i was like meh it felt too tim burtony for me i think i think that's it okay 
I was um, fine with Tim Burton. I'm fine with Tim Burton though. That's the thing. Mm. And like they were weird, fantasyful to build the atmosphere. Like they were clearly characters, though. That's the thing. So, yeah, I liked these two. I liked this old couple. I thought they yeah, were the really old well done. Great. Yeah, um, which is the ones that we meet now. I quite like them. I thought that they were well done and well written, and they felt like real characters compared to the turtle. <laughs> But this old couple, one of them loves witchcraft and the other one loves science. Oh yeah, it's so great where they're like this married couple. One, they're both scientists, but ones of ones of witchcraft and ones of science. Yeah, and it's great because uh, they take turns. What the boy needs is another potion. Yes, one of my brews that'll get him right. And he's like, when will it be my turn to teach him the ways of science? Mm. Uh, The scientific guy is like, I'm going to show you the way to the Southern Oracle. So they go up to this telescope, have a look Mm. through just in time to see uh, the two sphinx that this knight is trying to pass through to get to the Oracle. So the, the idea being... To pass through the Oracle, you have to believe in yourself or something. Uh, like, you have to have faith and courage in yourself. Know who you are. Something like that. But also, it doesn't matter because he just runs through them and escapes being killed. So, whatever. Well, not the knight. The not knight the gets knight. yeeted. The knight gets destroyed. The, the, the sphinx eyes open up and they yeet him. And then uh, Atreyu walks in and the sphinx eyes start to open up and he has to jump out of there in time and then uh he ne- he nearly dies so yeah he goes through this this first obstacle to get to the oracle and the scientific boy he sees that he has done this and he yells off no i haven't told you about the second gate yet though yeah dum dum if it's a test of your spirit mm-hmm. and not a physical test, mm-hmm. you don't need to prepare for it. You can just go up and do it. Well, you can mentally... Oh, but actually, no. Because then he doesn't know what he's looking at. I wonder if that's how he gets through the test. Is that he's just like, huh, the mirror showed me a random kid. That's weird. And then just passed through. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Like, because he, <laughs> he doesn't actually know... That it's a reflection of himself? Yeah, that was weird. He might not actually know that it's a reflection of himself. If he had known, he might have run away, because he's like, Oh, I'm just this weak garbage kid. Yeah, so yeah. is Atreyu... No, he's a character in his own right. He's yeah. he's thinking for himself. He's not like an mm. avatar that Bastion is no, but putting he's, himself into. His like character is what Bastion would like to be. If he was a hero, it's what he would want to be. Mm. But he in himself is a different character. Like, they think similarly, but different in loads of situations. Yeah. Have you seen num- uh, the second movie? No. Uh, the second movie, they have to defeat a witch and other things. But Bastion and Atreyu, like, meet up in Fantasia, and they have hmm. adventures together. Okay. And it's very interesting. Uh, there's a great scene where um, uh, they're fighting, like, some bad guys. Atreyu's, like, kicking ass and shooting things, stabbing things, whatever. And then the guy's like, I don't know what to do. And he pulls out a thing and he's like, oh, I've got this. I'll wish for spray paint. Great. And he gets spray paint and he like sprays it in their their eyes. But yeah, they're definitely different entities. Which is interesting. Uh, There's a whole bunch of stuff where Bastion throws away the book and is like, I don't like this anymore. But then he goes back to reading it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, he freaks out because at this point the book shows 
him in the book. And he's like, whoa, this is too crazy. The book that I am reading now is talking about me reading it now. Mm. So we see the Southern Oracle, it's just the Sphinx from before, but they've got a voiceover, a very good mm. voiceover over the top of them. Have we mentioned the, the, the Tartars on these uh, Sphinxy uh, boys? They're there. Yep. You can yep. see him. Uh, I'll bring it back later. There's a there's a reason why I'm mentioning them. Oh, okay. I quite like the visuals of this, though. You've got, like, the dark, starry sky mm. with the oracles against them. Very flat surface. Looks quite good. I quite like it. They've clearly reused the set, but they've, they've put this different glow on them, and they have a sort of present voice, and it's sort of harmonious. Yeah. Because there's two of them there. It's cool. And they say, the Empress needs a new name. That's the entire plot. But the name must come from a human child. And he's like, what? How do I get a, a human child? There's like tons of them. I could give her a name. I'll give her a name right now. Piece of shit. That's a new name. <laughs> and they're like, no, you cannot do that. It must come from a human. You're not a human. You're something else. And then the and then the sphigs start to crumble, and Atreyu just looks back and forth between them for like half a minute, and it's very yeah, funny. Yeah, because he's, he's like, "What the frick do I do? What do you mean outside of Fantasia?" <laughs> They're just crumbling, and he's like, "What? What? What? What?" It's great. Yeah, it is <laughs> so great. silly. Uh, and then Falcor comes flying in, and Atreyu hops on his back, and they fly off. It looks pretty good. You, you can tell there's green screen, but they match the fan movement and everything pretty yeah, well. Yeah, they, so. they, they've certainly done a lot better green screen here than uh, than some of the other green screen we've seen. Yeah. Even Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones had worse green screen Dude. than uh, this movie. Although flying around, it was it was a little obvious, but other than that, it was pretty good. It was pretty obvious, but obvious in the way that like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies are obvious, and mm. that you don't really mind. Yeah, they're not they're not, they're not that bad. They're not. Yeah, they're not super bad. Um, so what happens? They reach the sea of possibilities because uh, they they got to figure out how to go beyond Fantasia, and then of course Falcor, he's been a luck dragon all his life. He's just like, yeah, we'll just go in a direction. I'm a luck dragon. We usually find the correct way. Mm. And so they fly to the Sea of Possibilities, which sounds like there might be uh, might be some way to uh, to get beyond Fantasia. It might be possible. <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh, the nothing hits them. Yeah. They reach the nothing, and then uh, uh, Atreyu falls off. Oh, it's raining at my house now, by the way. It just started raining. Oh, the, nothing. the nothing's at your place now. Yeah. Oh, no. Sandra's about to be eaten by the nothing. Are you at the Sea of Possibilities right now? I'm always at the Sea of Possibilities. That's my secret. Because <laughs> you live here. What? Doesn't mean anything, just like this movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he falls off. Uh, he wakes up on the shore. He's lost his magic pendant. Uh, Falca is like... Looking for him on the beach line. Atreyu! Falcor! It goes on forever. Atreyu! Falcor! Atreyu! Falcor! It's annoying, but, you know, it's pretty good. I like it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like half the reviews were just Atreyu! Falcor! It's great. It's iconic. Yeah. Um, so he's walking along the beach and he sees Rockbiter sitting down. Oh, and Rockbiter's yes. like, Heard a bird, my friend's a dude. He goes, Look at these hands. 
Don't these hands look strong to you? I always thought these were big, strong hands. They're but, pretty big. But then I was holding them, and the nothing took them. Plucked them right on my hand. He's, like, depressed, because his friends are all dead. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot that the snail dies. I don't care, but... I mean... What? <laughs> yeah, what? The, the snail? Come on, it's a racing snail. The snail's cool, but, like... Obviously, you can't show them die, but it would have been good to see that scene. <laughs> you wanted them to die. <laughs> Sandro wanted these fantasy characters to freaking cark it, is what he wanted. I love Artreo's performance in this scene, though, because he's like, Oh no, I lost my luck dragon and I can't get beyond the boundaries of Fantasia. It's just like, uh, I was hoping to go down to the power station to pick up some power converters. It's the same <laughs> yeah. performance. It's yeah. the same performance. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. To be fair, they're both bad. Then, yeah, he keeps walking, finds a crypt. It's not a crypt. Uh, uh, like an a ancient temple that's like half destroyed by the nothing itself. On the edge of the sea of possibilities. And we meet Emo Wolf. Well, he sees he sees all these um, paintings. I like this. The murals of this like legend. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Of himself. And he just sort of goes along, and he's he's following these. He's, like, seeing what he's already done, and it's like, if I get to the end of these, I'll see the future. Mm. And he reaches one, which is just, like, a picture of him and the entrance and the wolf, and he's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And then the wolf is, like, next to him. That was pretty good. I, yeah, yeah, it was great. The wolf is just... I don't understand any of this. The wolf is... It doesn't... It's a bad guy. It's um, a bad guy, but then they try to humanize him, but then he attacks him anyway and dies. I don't know. It was interesting, because he was like... It, he, he explains what the nothingness is and what Fantasia is, which is the important bits. The important bits is we learn Fantasia is just the imagination of all men. The nothingness is like them being forgotten or whatever. Something like that. And uh, the reason he's helping the nothingness is because whoever controls Fantasia controls the men. Apparently. If you help the nothing, he could gain control of things. And so it's... the I Yeah, look. It's... I think the book might make more sense, but whatever. Maybe. maybe. Like, like, maybe it's it's more like if you help the nothing destroy everything, you, you're you the last one left standing to, like, to, gain power. To rule everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Something did quite like, like how Gamork was like, after I kill you, man, I'm going to retire from the business. <laughs> I, I yeah, thought that yeah. was pretty good. He's like a retired old wolf. It's like, man, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, thought that was very funny. Well, they're both going to die anyway, supposedly, from the nothing. So he's like, eh, when I'm, when I'm, uh, I'm going to kill you and eat you. And then it's like when I realized, yeah, none of this, the quest portion of this movie doesn't matter. And that's another issue with this movie is... They don't give you... Well, they kind of give you a reason to care. I think, yeah, I think they give you a reason to care. I don't know. I just... It's just a mess. They they develop some characters, and then they, they die. They have to kill off. They don't outweigh their time. It's an adventure. It's a very, like, sort of almost fast-paced. There's no time to stop, because there is no time. So they fight. Atreyu and Gamork fight. There's a bit of blood. I was surprised that there was a bit of blood. Like, this late into the movie showing a bit of gore, but it was cool. And there's more wind. And then, um, what's his face? Rock Muncher, or whatever the fuck his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, he dies. Yeah, he gets he gets yeeted. It's great. Yeah, it is great. I liked it. I was like, finally. <laughs> yeah, 
up because it was an emotional moment because you're like oh man the poor guy he was so sad now he's just gonna let himself die and then Falcor's like we gotta get out of here and then they escape the nothing and then nothing destroys Fantasia uh, yep, aside from the ivory tower. The ivory tower still... Well, it, like, breaks it apart, and now it's just sort of bits floating in space. Yeah, um, and so they go to the bit where the Empress is. So so this is finally where the amulet becomes useful, mm. because they're like, Hey, yo, amulet, help us find the tower. And the amulet's like, ding, ding, alright, finally my purpose in this movie. Here's the tower. And uh, it shines, and then a boulder moves out of the way, and they can see the tower off in the distance. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Amulet. Really to the tower. <laughs> yeah, that was yep. very disappointing, but whatever. <laughs> he goes to the Empress, and she says, Atreyu, why do you look so sad? Except he's got the same face that he's had for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, you didn't fail the mission, you succeeded. Yeah, well, she's like, why are you so sad? Well, he thinks that he's failed the mission. Yeah, because the world has ended. You know for a fact that he has no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. You already know that Atreyu is watching. You know everything. You know the whole thing. So you know for a fact that he knows nothing. Yeah. So, of course, why are you telling him? Why are you telling him? Oh, don't be sad. Why are you so sad? <laughs> you know why he's so sad. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you didn't actually fail. It's okay. You brought the earthling child with you. He'll save yeah. us. And then Atreus like, oh, what is this? What is any of this? Nothing matters anymore. I'm going to go jump off the side of this. <laughs> This giant boulder, he's absolutely had enough. Yeah, 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 because he's like, all these people died for nothing? I could have just been here? Well, the point is, he went on this adventure and he got Bastion invested in the world. Yeah, that's what the point was. The whole the whole point of his quest is to be in, follow him and feel his, like, triumphs and failures, like a story, mm. and get him invested in Fantasia. Now that he's invested, he'll help him save it. Exactly. Now, if this was the entirety of the book, because this is the first half of the book, yeah. Um, except that's the entirety of this movie, it does kind of feel like the author wrote a very by-the-books fantasy story and then went, oh, I need yeah. something to separate it. How about we would be like, that was to get character invested and then we're going to break the fourth wall. Like, that's kind of how it feels like. Yeah. But knowing that this is the first half of a novel does make it seem more interesting, I think. Okay. I, I I I think it's yeah it's an interesting twist on the whole fantasy adventure is that like yeah they know they're a, a sort of story sort of thing and they know that this person is reading about them yeah and and stuff like that it's it it's definitely makes it stand out a lot more which it, is probably yes. probably a good idea it does captures the imagination of the youth of yes. the 80s and being youths. like hmm, maybe all books are real hmm. i quite liked how a moon princess, that's not what she's called yet, the, the child queen. Moon child. I liked how she was like, yes, Bastion was sharing our tale, just she's like how... the childlike empress. Childlike empress. <laughs> she is a child. She's not childlike. Yeah. Why Why childlike? The child empress. She's would, a kid. It would have been fine. <laughs> Maybe in the book she's not. She just looks, yeah. I like how she was like, and just like how Bastion was sharing our adventure, people right now are sharing his adventure as yeah, well. Yeah, I liked it. It was right. I like that. 
Because you're like, oh, that's me. Now they're talking about me now, which is cool. He's gonna give. He's gonna give a new name, and this is probably my least <laughs> favorite yes. part of the film. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? This is fair because it's just like, just to name the princess. <laughs> he's it like, has been two seconds to save this entire world. Oh, oh no! Your dad said keep your feet on the ground. So far, what have you done today? You've run away from your bullies, not gone to school, gone to school avoided the test entirely to read a book in the attic for 24 hours and now you what won't you say a name now 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 you have to say a name oh that's so hard it's so it's so annoying it's so tedious it's painful it's so it's funny though i get maybe i don't I, think i was I, laughing I, at this point i was just annoyed oh yeah film. yeah no 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 it i i i found it funny how like dumb it was because it's very dumb and you have quite rightfully angry but he is a child he is being dumb yeah oh she also stares right at the screen and says you've got to say your name and i was like don't stare at the screen no don't look right into the camera (laughs) no i loved it and then eventually he opens up the window and yells moon child except there's so much rain that it's hard to hear exactly what he's saying the name yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Is that his mum's name? Because it was supposedly his mum's name, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, the whole point is that his mum died and his mum had a nice name, so that's the one he thinks of. That could... Yeah, maybe his his mum was and named so his Moon. his mum's name was Moonchild? I mean, his name is uh, <laughs> Bastion, yeah. Balthazar, Bucks, and whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, the dad had something to do with the first name, like... All right, Bastion's a fine name, and then the mum was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> Balthazar. <laughs> Balthazar will be his middle name." And he's like, "Sure, that's his middle name. I don't care." And our last name is Bucks, apparently. So, yeah, there we go. We made a kid. One day, he's gonna save an imaginary world that might not be imaginary and actually have real life consequences on our actual world that would, well, might have a negative effect, and he might turn out to be a supervillain. Well, he is talking to a cursed book, so <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the the cur- I think he's a warlock now, is what I'm saying. He has mm. this cursed book, and he's now siphoning magic to summon dragons in the real world. Anyway, so then. Uh, She's she's been named and they're standing in Fantasia or somewhere, but they're now together, uh, Bastion and the Childlike Empress. Yep. And the uh, Childlike Empress gives him the last grain of sand of Fantasia. Yep. You can re- recreate the whole world through this piece of sand. Yep. You just need to make wishes. And he's like, Whoa, what do I wish for? And uh, she's like, anything. And the more you wish, the bigger fair and better Fantasia will become. And it's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. My first wish is Falcor. My second wish is Falcor must call me daddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> I think uh, I was watching the wrong version. <laughs> yeah, you you are. Uh, you really, like, the guy had an Australian accent. Uh, <laughs> the audio was dubbed. I think this was like a, a weird porn thing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, this was... I love this. I think this is the worst moment in the movie where Bastion is riding Falcor, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, he he rides him around in Fantasia. That's cool. And then he looks directly at the camera and says, Falcor is even more beautiful than I thought. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely an awkward line. But Mm. then the best scene in the movie happens where he's like, Falcor, I think I thought of another wish. (laughs) <laughs> and then you cut to real world 
let's say downtown Los Angeles. Sure. Um, I don't know where this is based, but I'm going to say downtown. And you see the three bullies on a street, and then up in the air, people are freaking out because they see a dragon a and a child <laughs> riding the dragon. And the dragon swoops down at the bullies, and the bullies are like, ah, shit! And they run. They run to it. The alley, and they run through the alley, and the dragon like swoops down, and it and it mauls a child, <laughs> and then it guts another one, and then it eats the third one, and that's that's and that's the end of the movie. So okay, so he can use Falcor to affect the real world. That's fine. Well, yeah, because he got wishes. He got wishes, which means that he is uh, the worst a now. God. He's the worst. He is a god. He can do whatever he wants. This is not going to end well. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it ends with the narration being like, and he had more adventures, but that is a story for another day. I like I like two as well. I should have I should have actually watched two for this, but couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll talk about that in a bit, actually, because that is coming up. But yeah, that's that is true. the never-ending story. Sto- sto- a never-ending story. Falcor ate some children. <laughs> yep, definitely. That happened in the movie. Trust us. We're a reliable source. Absolutely. Okay, um, look, it's bad. I think it's bad. Uh-huh. What did you think? Yeah, like, there's a lot of people that don't like this movie. Like, you either like it or you don't. Yeah. That's, like, the two ways. And you are clearly the just don't party. But that is a, a, a like, a minority. It is, but I'm vocal. Uh, which is the most disappointing part. Um, I, yeah, I, I think... Good for podcasts, though. The story, the twist is pretty interesting, but I don't think they really land it as well as they could have. The acting's pretty bad all throughout it. I don't think there's a single good performance. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, I think anybody who wasn't a child did well. Yeah, but then, like, the script let them down. I don't know. I, I disagree. I, I think... I think the Empress was the best child out of all of them, and that's because she was only at the end. And her lines were weren't hard to do. Yeah, they weren't. They, it wasn't a hard lot of lines to do. Tone voice. Uh, the creature designs are okay, but I like the creature designs. It was very wacky, very out there, and obviously you didn't like that because it was very Tim Burtony sort of like just wacky for the sake of wacky. For but the I'm sake okay of it. with wacky for the sake of wacky. Yeah, I definitely prefer Dark Crystal or like Labyrinth, which has a world that is a little weird rather than mm. it being there for the sake yeah, of it. Yeah, well, this thing isn't about the world, it's about the adventure itself. Yeah, but also the adventure doesn't matter. What are you going to rate it? Oh, I'm rating it a goodie, and you're rating it an oldie, just like we said. Yep. Yep. We predicted it. <laughs> it's good. It's bad. Well, it's not bad! I, I wish t- to never watch it again. This one, at least. Maybe the sequels. Hey, the sequel, the sequel. if you share this episode with friends, we might do the sequels. <laughs> when did the sequel come out? It's like... All right, I've got them here. Oh, wow. Conveniently. What a segue. <laughs> I've got it all here. So uh, they adapted the second half of the story in 1990, six years later. It's called The NeverEnding Story 2, the next chapter. Now, they obviously had to recast everyone. Yeah. It's directed by an Australian as well, George T. Miller. Not the George Miller that directed Mad Max, the guy that did The Man from Snowy River. Um, People uh... hate it. People really hate the sequel, but, you know. Yeah, I have vague memories. Like that joke. I remember that joke, and I remember the plot, but that's about it. Which, mm. if I can't remember it, 
Whereas I remember, like, 90% of this movie, it's probably not good. Yeah. It's probably worse. Uh, and then there is uh, The NeverEnding Story 3, Return to Fantasia, which technically came out in 1994, mm. but it didn't get a worldwide release until 96, which is why we didn't have it as an option last year. Right. There's also TV shows, animated TV shows, live-action TV shows, and in 2009, Warner Brothers were trying to get the rights to remake it, but it didn't happen they weren't able to secure them it's time to pitch our own sequels or spin-offs or whatever the heck you want uh, well i already mentioned my my sequel so the book is a cursed evil book it's being passed on from host to host it's like a parasite mm. the the child when he summons falcor and stuff it's using parts of the child's own power his potential power as 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 a soul and stuff to summon this creature from hell and uh, the power goes to his head Obviously, because after you you literally summon a dragon to maul a child, you gotta you, you just you, you can do anything. So in uh, in my sequel, he uses the wishes to create his own world, and then um, make an army of like tr- trolls and giants, the the rock giants and whatever. Uh, and he takes over um, the USA. Oh. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, uh, people hear about these fantasy uh, devils and other foul spawns from hell taking over. And so they need to get uh, a team of uh, people to fight off uh, this hell spawn. So they get, like, Blade. Is he called Spawn? I think he's just called yeah. Spawn. Yeah, yeah, Spawn. Um, Ghost Rider as well. Ghost Rider, yeah. yeah. I was just about to say Ghost Rider... Hellboy and and probably some other people, but I can't think of them at the moment. And uh, they have to go in and slay these devil spawn to get to this nice. child with its corrupt book and and murder him. Mm. That's it. That's the end. Well, uh, that's very interesting. Mine goes in a completely different direction. It's more of a direct sequel. Sebastian. Uh, he yelled Moonchild very loudly out of a window and called some people to be like, what was that? So they went and investigated, and they found um, this kid kind of talking to himself and reading this book and thinking that it was real and affecting what's going on. He almost was acting like he was riding a a dragon or Mm. something, but it's just him. Kid's gone mad. In this room. Yeah, the kid's gone mad. So they put him in a... uh, mental institution they lock him up they try and figure out what's going on and then we cut a couple years into the future so let's say he's 14 or so years old at this point Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden like weird stuff starts to happen like he mentions like a turtle sneezed on him or something and he reaches into his pocket and there is actual turtle snot in there and other people in the institution are like that's a bit weird what's going on there is that yours or is that actual turtle stuff Hmm. he starts to be able to affect the world more and more could be because uh, the warden let him bring a book in with him Hmm. basically it's a choose your own adventure movie so everyone in the Mm theatre is on their phones voting for what happens ooh that's cool I like it I like it Mm. you can have different endings they they tried to do that at some point there's stuff on Netflix yeah Yeah, there's like some Netflix movies I've played the uh, the Shrek did a Shrek one it it was like an interactive the Puss in Boots oh okay I played that for like five minutes and it was it was for children (laughs) yeah that's what I'll say about it nice because I was bored to 
tears by that five minutes so no i yeah. have no idea they made that yes yeah, so it's kind of like that except you got a vote more than it's just you making choices and you're not like you're not voting for what bastion does you're voting for how fantasia affects the world oh, okay. so whether or not other people see it or whether or not it happens so if you want it can just be bastion's gone crazy and it's locked up for the rest <laughs> of his life that's great. Or you that. can give Bastion the power of fire breath and he burns everyone and escapes or something like that and goes on a oh, rampage. Right. There's a situation where he's like being chased by a couple of guards or whatever. And he's like, all right, what what do I do? Run down the hallway or summon Falco or fire breath. <laughs> fire breath, yeah. And people are like, fire breath and he just burns these guys <laughs> so yeah that's mine and it's called the interactive never-ending story the interactive story that's our sequels now it's a never-ending raving review we're gonna listen to what some people are saying with Jeremiah, he's gone. Don't sing at all. No. I'm not, I'm not. I just, once I start, it's hard to stop. You yeah, know? for sure, for sure. It's like killing uh, people with your dragon. I loved the Sphinx's tits. Oh. I hated the horse death. <laughs> well, that's all one review? <laughs> that's why I mentioned it earlier. Well, that <laughs> yep. sure is a review. Let's give that a three it's a Point five f- out of five <laughs> okay all right the first karen says this isn't the only karen apparently karen really likes this movie because karen's r- rated this multiple times there's no possibility that two people could be named karen definitely not karen says a w s o m e awesome awesome she also remembered e in her third awesome but didn't put the e in the first two <laughs> so it's A-W-S-O-M-E. Awesome, awesome, just like me. Just like... Question mark, question mark, question mark. What? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Is that a five? That's probably a five out of five. Hey, it's a five out of five. Well done, well done. All right. Okay, this one will change it up a bit. Joe says, it was the best movie ever. (laughs) It's five out of five again. Yeah, it is five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Squall says, read more books, kids. You too can ride on Felcor. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a great takeaway. Take I'm going to go four out of five. It's a, It's got exclamation marks. Oh, it's well. a five out of five. No, it's a four out of oh, five. I just said that to mess you up. <laughs> and then uh, Karen, once oh. again, this time with a different review, or possibly a different person, who knows. Uh, make you watch again true. <laughs> Which is a, a statement I can't argue with. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Make <laughs> you watch again true. It's... How is that not simple, Sandro? It's two out of four. four. It's a 4.5. 4. 4.5. You were close. All right. Okay. And Kyle, uh, Kyle says, need to see, but be warned. It sucks. Ooh. From me, I would rate that review a five. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's probably like a two, isn't it? I need to see, but be warned, it sucks. Um, so you need to see it, but it sucks. Uh, that's, yeah, 2.5. 2. No, I just want to point out what this review is saying. Yeah, like it's a movie that you've got to watch, but it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why do you have to watch it then if it's bad? Yeah, it's 2.5. It is 2.5. Well done. Yeah, you and Kyle agree. See, there's two types of people. There's the 5 out of 5, the 4 out of 5, and then there's like the 2 and the 1. It's just like, eh, I don't care. Well, now it's time for fascinating facts about the never-ending story. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were going to do this. Yeah. So what you got? We're getting this from an article from mentalfloss.com, by the way. It's published last year. So, the author of the book called the movie revolting. What? Yeah, he didn't like the script. Thought it was bad. Mm. The script of the actual movie once he saw it. During press conferences following the film's release, he kept saying it was bad. So, yeah. (laughs) He just didn't like it in general. He was embarrassed by Fantasia's quote-unquote stripper sphinx oh right oh god he didn't like him he didn't like that even nowadays that was tame it was like oh they have like art has boobs sometimes Mm. apparently um the kid that played Atreyu was a pain on set really (laughs) apparently oh wow okay and he was like the worst Never mind. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Number six. It took a while to train a horse to drown. Yeah, no, that would... <laughs> Do you want me to read this whole thing out? It's pretty funny. Absolutely. Read it out. Please. There's a reason why the Swamp of Sadness scene took so long to shoot. Most horses won't walk into deep pools of mud if they have a choice. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> really. Finally... Apparently some people got tattoos by the kid that played Atreyu and they're like, hey, the kid who played Atreyu tattooed me. <laughs> what? He does tattoos? And those are some fascinating facts about the Excellent. Well, that was good to know. We should do more fascinating facts. We can if you want. I, I'd yeah. love to do some fascinating facts. Anyway. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, links in the, the description to our Facebook page. You can get in contact with us. Our email address, oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. Email us with something. Maybe if you say, review NeverEnding Story 2, we'll be like, all right. I mean, good excuse to do that. Uh, Spotify playlist. If you like the show, best way to help us out is either review us on iTunes or... Tell a friend. All helps out. Links in the description. Uh, next part of the show. Is that your segue? Your segue is next part of the show? Yep. What a segue. <laughs> All right, Sandra, you've got to pick a movie for next week. We have Meatballs, part two, uh, which is uh, Camp Sasquatch will be bought out and closed until the owner wins a boxing competition at the end of the summer. What? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we have Purple Rain. Ooh. Ooh. A rock musical starring Prince. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And then the Bostonians. Ooh. A favorite during the award season. Ooh. Set in the 19th century. Ooh. Christopher Reeve. Ooh. And his cousin tried to get the attention of a local healer's daughter. Uh, oh. Oh my. Christopher Reeve, though. Superman yep. himself. Yeah, yeah. Meatballs part two. Camp will be put. That sounds boring. Crossing that off yeah, the list. Camp's guys watch. Yeah, it's it's bought out, and the owner has to win a boxing match. If you're giving me a choice between Christopher Reeve and Prince, mm. I'm gonna go Prince. Prince. Let's do Purple Rain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Prince. Let's do Purple Rain next week. Can wrapping it up with the best quote from the Neverending Story. Mine is ah. Oh, I can't find my lock dragon, and I can't get beyond the boundaries of Fantasia. <laughs> Falcor! Atreyu! 
Falcor! Atreus! I like how we're from, like, the same scene. These scenes are two scenes apart. They are, they're in the same You can section. tell this was a good part of the movie when <laughs> two, two, the two quotes we choose from are, like, back-to-back quotes. Exactly. Falcor! Atreyu! Falcor! It's the never-ending story. And now to start the review again. Oh no, it's a never-ending review. Oh, hey, the rain stopped, though. Yeah. Must, have, must, must be a podcast, because uh, we... Oh, we got to name the podcast. What are we naming it? <laughs> Moon Podcast! Moon <laughs> Podcast! I can't name it. My dad told me not to be creative. Yeah, he's got to keep your feet on the ground, Sandra. Oh, I can't name the pot. No. Or, or you just could. Moon. So bad. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.